This is Chris from Houston, and you're listening to Drunkards United. Come on, you are. It was a scorcher out there today trying to slay the dragon. Very hot. Oh, my God. I had to come home and take a cold shower. Yeah, it was terrible. You know what else was also hot this weekend? Me. The Prem action. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United football show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the ethereal Samuel Graham. I know I've used it before, but I just, you're wispy. You're like the air, Sam. Yeah, I'm everywhere all the time. <laughs> How you doing, sir? Not too bad yourself. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Good. Uh, long, long day. We're recording incredibly late tonight, which is uh, out of the ordinary for us, but yeah. I'm excited. Very late tonight. Uh, we're recording at Studio H, just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on just about every podcast platform out there, including the brand new, uh, of course, YouTube and iHeartRadio now. We're hey, also on there as well. We're yeah. official. Yeah, check us out. All official and shit. Yeah. Um, please... Subscribe, share, rate, and review. On whatever platform you listen on. Absolutely. Comment on the YouTube uh, screenshot. This is not a video. This is this is where I talk and you be Sorry. Quiet. Yeah, thanks. Should you want to chat with us, there's many ways that you can. Sammy, why don't you tell the good people how they can get in touch? Uh, absolutely. And we had a few people get in touch uh, this time. We are at DU Football Show on all the social medias. Uh, so make sure you are sliding in those DMs because we love to chat during games. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter. We'll follow you back. That way we can talk. Uh, well, Big Sam can talk. He mans the Twitter. I mans the Instagram. Uh, DUFootballShow at gmail.com is our email address where you can get in touch with your bet of the week. Uh, please do that also. Um, basically, we use uh, us.888sport.com um, to find the money lines. We are in the state of Maryland. It is illegal to bet here. So we bet. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> let's just say we have... Uh, um, uh, a very influential uncle, Vincenzo, who helps uh, <laughs> yeah. take care of our betting for us. So make sure you get your bet of the weekend. We're not actually placing your bet, <laughs> but we are going to allow the listeners to keep going if they get it right, which our bet of the week did last week. I know. He More did on that in. later. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, a uh, couple people got in touch. Um, John, uh, always a pleasure yes. uh, hearing from Mr. John. Otis Anderson. That's right. Uh, got a little gif of Nicholas Pepe's turn on Ben Mee, who apparently was praising the good Lord uh, after he got nutmegged, <laughs> uh, which was fantastic. Um, and then a lovely meme of uh, Loton uh, for Burnley just took down Matteo Ganduzzi. Right. And David Louise happens to be in the background of the photo, and it says, when you know you can act like a prick to an older kid because your big brother is behind you. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, love that. Uh, old Ray got in touch, of course, about VAR and uh, during the United match, and we talked. Um, at, he's also against it. Let's just put it that way. Uh, and we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. Um, and then Russ got in touch. Old Russ, mm-hmm. our, uh, my stand-in when I'm unavailable. <laughs> Um, with a question, how many more PKs do you think Pogba is going to take this year? Um, we'll answer that a little bit later on into the show. Fair enough. Uh, and then he said, better yet, how many more matches will Pogba play before he's sold? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be January. I think. Yeah, I think he's going to play a fair few, to be honest. Um, other than that, oh, Evan got in touch, too. Uh, uh-huh. Our Manchester City fan from the summer. Yes. With the 
uh, little video from, I know it's not the Premier League, uh-huh. uh, but it was Artiz Adariz's goal against Barcelona that took Atletico Bilbao on the opening day of the season, 1-0 over Barcelona. No shit. Good A on you. fucking peach. Yeah? Uh, overhead kick from beyond the penalty spot off of a, it was either a deep cross or a corner, and he cranked that thing. Goalkeeper Ter Stegen had no chance. I was gonna say we had a few no uh, chance. had a few peaches ourselves this oh, yeah, weekend absolutely. at the prem as well. But it was lovely. We just love football, so send us that kind of stuff too. Cool. So the uh, Houston contingent, all of the uh, West Ham boys, were uh, reaching out on Twitter as well. Uh, oh, the old taking, irons taking a touch of umbrage with our uh, flippitness of um, the Manchester City fouling and. Uh, you know, and uh, um, them kind of complaining about it a little bit. I say, um, stop giving up five fucking goals, and then we'll start talking about overfouling. <laughs> Sam and I both work in the wine and spirits industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans that we are, we've got to have a drink in our show, our hand throughout this show and every show. Sammy, what are we sipping on tonight? We have Lip Service Rye Whiskey, um, which is the first rye release from Dave Finney the famed winemaker from Location Wines. We had his, the the one with the burning chair on it. Uh, the burning season. chair. Yeah, we had yeah. that last season. <laughs> Which is the bourbon, yep. Yeah. Um, each barrel is hand-selected for its unique attributes by Dave. Uh, the youngest rye in the blend is three years old. Um, it starts off in New American Oak, of course. It's aged for a minimum of three years in that oak. Uh, and then it's finished, this particular one is finished in um, wine barrels from a Grenache project he's working on in France. Oh, so, very nice. Yeah, lovely little uh, lovely little rye. 51% rye, 45% corn, so very high corn uh, uh, on More the More of a bill. Maryland-style rye. Yeah, uh, and 4% malted barley. Um, that is going to run you between $32.99 and $35.99 on the shelf. Uh, comes in at 45% by volume or 90 proof. That's uh, much more affordable than I remember his first run yeah. of whiskeys being. So yep. that's good. Be smart. You know, you got to put something You got to put something that you're going to be able to sell to the masses. 100%. So. All right, Killer. Let's have a great show. Uh, you ready to put past this uh, shitty start to the show? Uh, no, I thought the show start <laughs> was just fine. That's all you, Killer. <laughs> Fair enough. <coughs> So we're going to start the week with uh, this show with the best two games that also happen to be draws from the weekend. They were excellent games, though. Um, Manchester City 2, Tottenham 2, Chelsea 1, Leicester City 1. Uh, right off the jump, uh, um, City gave away two leads in this match. Yeah. And really, I mean, some of the stats I wrote down because it's a little intriguing to me how Tottenham only managed to get what they got. Uh, City only had 55% possession. Um they dominated the rest of the stats. Ten shots on target to Tottenham's two, which was 30 overall shots for City to Tottenham's three. So they scored on their only two shots on target at all. Yeah. Um, and City wasted a boatload of chances, uh, basically. 13 corners City had to Tottenham's two. Um, they completely bossed the match despite only having 55% possession. Oh, hands down, they did. And they didn't do hardly anything with it. Yeah. The the two goals that they got were kind of the, <clears throat> pardon me, kind of that normal um, Manchester City way of scoring, you know, so just pass it around and all of a sudden somebody's inside the box to just tap it away or head it away, like really. Raheem Sterling's header was brilliant. It was a good header. It, it totally meant to do it, too. Yeah, uh, but, the, but what, what's just kind of funny in that instance is nothing's changed with City, but they just looked a little sloppy in the back, like they... 
and and with a good squad well, Ederson, like Tottenham, Tottenham's going to make you fucking pay. Ederson especially. Oh, I don't yeah. know what his positioning was on that first goal. He was horrible, well out of the way. But Lamella did well to 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 see him off his line, and then use Laporte as a screen as he was coming across the block. Um, he hooked it with the out uh, with his left foot. I'm sorry, inside of his left mm-hmm. foot, bent it around uh, Americ Laporte, and um, Ederson still saw it late. Yeah, uh, and and caught him well out. I mean, it bounced outside the six and still went in the back of the net. Yeah, fairly central in the net. Also, yeah. Oh, he looked flat-footed. Oh yeah, like, Big he time. dove. He dove very late, and it looked like when the play buildup was happening, he was both feet completely flat on the ground, not on his toes at all, not ready for anything. And then Kyle Walker with his error uh, as well, letting Lucas Morris steal in front of him and just have a go. Um, Ederson also kind of in no man's land. Late, late on that dive. I don't know like, what, what what was with him. Uh, got got high in the Saturday. air, but it doesn't really matter if you don't make the damn save. Yeah, that. I don't know what to tell you. Who who are we kidding? VAR fucking ruined it. We need to talk about the end of the match. That's all we fucking That's care fucking about is terrible. the end of the match. Yeah. Now hold on. Wait a minute. What happened was what what <laughs> what, what, what happened was it wasn't VAR. <laughs> it's the rule change, Sam. It's it's the, the rule, rule change. change. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous is what it is. So uh, the rule, and I'm sure many of you have been have already know this rule because, well, you've been inundated with it now by, uh, by the end of this weekend, that apparently, and they didn't bring it up during the Leicester-Wolves match until after the fact and said, oh, yeah, that was the same call because, well, it was Leicester's, Leicester and Wolves and NBC didn't care. But now that it was City, it happened to NBC Sports cared, so Gave they talked shit. about yeah, it like crazy. Absolutely. Apparently, if the ball hits a of attacking players' arm in a goal-scoring setup or in a goal-scored. It does not matter if it was unintentional or intentional. It is immediately a handball, and the goal is disallowed. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, Eric Laporte's heads forward Completely to head a ball. Unintentional. His arms are behind him, and the ball misses his head, grazes off of his arm, Falls to Gabriel Jesus, who still then still has to do something with it. Yeah, he beat like, two players uh, cutting back in towards the center of the goal and unleashed a ferocious effort into the far corner. And then they went ahead to the the, the VAR officials, had phoned into the ref. Ref didn't even go look at the, it. The ref didn't even go look at it. But this is what the VAR officials decided to miss: it hitting his arm, hitting the Tottenham player's arm. And, oh, yeah, the Tottenham player's arm completely around Eric Laporte, who did eventually fall on the deck. But who cares about all that other shit? A ball unintentionally hit Laporte's arm, hence it's no goal. Uh, Personally, you know I always love to see Tottenham lose. Uh, With Arsenal's amazing start to the season, the draw was the best result that I could have hoped for have both of them drop points, so I'm not super mad at it. Right. Except I'm really super fucking mad at it. Because that's going to happen to you this season. Yep. That's it's gonna going happen, to happen to gonna you happen this season. It's going to happen to everybody this season, and it's ridiculous. Um, I'll come on to what Nuno Espirito, uh, Espirito Santo said today after uh, in the post-match against United um, uh, for the United Wolves game, and I think he completely captured what every football fan is feeling right now. Uh, but we'll go into that later when we cover theirs. Yeah, it just, it honestly, it tainted what was yet was otherwise an amazing match. Which it's funny because now this is twice in a row that City has ultimately had a demise against Tottenham 
and both instances yep. it was a VAR it was that VAR. got them in the yeah, end. Yeah, absolutely, which just shows what kind of cheater City is. So looking at the other <laughs> game, <laughs> got me there. So looking at the other game, Chelsea came out on fire. Yes. Ooh, they were fired up to be home, huh? Oh, yeah. Mason Mount was pressing high up the field um, and hurried Wolford and Didi, uh, which caused that first goal, which was absolutely brilliant. Great strength, great balance uh, to hold off in Didi um, after he stole the ball. Excuse me. And then the the wherewithal and composure to just slot home um, at the far stick uh, when Casper Schmeichel was diving near post was brilliant. They They came out and they bossed that match for the opening forever right well um other side note is we're not going to suck the cock of uh uh the usa team um he started he was a non-factor we're not going to fucking talk about him he had one good chance but there was a great block from the lesser defense i mean he put himself in one good position one good position in the entire half yeah and then lester got a good block in but christian pulisic was not a factor in this game whatsoever cool and that's all we're going to say about him yep um, but then it just seemed like as the half went on, just Chelsea just kind of seemed content. Yeah, with the lead, mm-hmm. not they weren't pressing. It didn't I mean, seem like they, they were trying to hold on to the lead. Like it, no. it didn't seem like they were like, oh, we're going to retreat and try to hold on to this lead. But they just kind of stopped playing in the first half. I mean, they wasted a chance or two also. Um, but Leicester then kind of grew into the game. <laughs> And had their own chances as well. Second half was all Leicester. Oh, yeah. 100% They came out a brand new Lester. team, and Wilfred and Didi made up for his mistake. And uh, a towering header from him was yeah. brilliant. was absolutely brilliant. I, from I, a James Madison corner, by the way. Yes. Like to see him back on the score sheet. Would you say that that was Chelsea surviving a point or dropping two points? The way that the second half went and as much of the ball as Leicester had, I'd say that's probably Chelsea holding on for a point. Yeah. Um, Had the game ended 1-1 after the first half, I would have said it's two points lost. Right. But they came out not the same team in the second half. And I'm not sure what Frank's doing in there, whether he's giving a proper team talk or just getting a cup of tea. But he's got to do something to keep these players motivated because his substitutions really didn't even do much for me either. Uh, Vardy, uh, to just, be fair, Vardy just barely missed one. Oh yeah, right near the stretch. another one. Uh, he he yeah. had a guilt edge chance in the first game yeah. uh, of the season as well yeah. that he missed. I'm hoping that's not the start of a slump for him. I did enjoy the uh, the end of the game because we got our normal Jamie effing Vardy moment where. Um, one of the defenders for Chelsea literally just throws their arms around him and goes to hug him, and he just like shrugs them off, and they fall on the ground. And then the ref calls him for the foul, and he's just like he Vardy turns around and he goes, "He was fucking hugging me." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> they both took a tumble. The the uh, I, I want to say it may have been Jorginho, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. I don't know who it was. I like the pictures when they show the players up there, and he had the players just kind of standing, and then there's a Vardy, hands on his hips, like his pelvis is leaning out, and you don't know whether he wants to fuck you or punch you. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, that would that would be James Vardy for us people. Oh, yeah, but it's surprising that really, I mean, there was there was some really good action this weekend, but ultimately those two games really were. I would say the the best two games of the weekend, personally. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And 
and really, um, Chelsea do look like they're coming together. They started to look like they had more of a plan. They started to look like they were playing more together. Um, I thought it was interesting. Tammy Abraham dropped to the bench in favor of Olivier Giroud, but Mason Mount kept his place. Right. Ultimately got the goal. Giroud also played a pivotal role in the opening stages, uh, chesting a ball down for Pedro, um, whose shot ultimately went wide. Right. But they looked more dangerous um, with Giroud up front as opposed to Abraham. I just think it's his experience and his size, right. uh, personally, which which I harped on before the season started. If if anybody want, is keeping track of you know how good I am at my job. No, no, <laughs> nobody is. All right. So, but I, I think ultimately this is what we're going to expect. Mel's out just of shaking her head. I know, because you looked right at me that's taking notes, and I'm looking at my notes going, nope, didn't write that down. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Thanks a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sa- Sam wants to name the title of the show something about how great he is. That's pretty much every week. Yeah. <laughs> and that is riveting broadcasting, Samuel Graham. Thank well, you so very much. Why would I do anything the, different? The, I, I think we're going to see a lot of this out of Chelsea the whole year. There's going to be moments of brilliance. There's going to be games. There's going to be four or five games where they put it all together and be world beaters. And then there's going to be, you know, two, Stupid three. Ass, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose to Aston Villa. Yeah. You know what I mean? That kind of shit. Yeah, you know what I'm happen. saying? But they'll go out and they'll they'll draw Liverpool and they'll take City to the you know to the to the end of the game or something. Yeah. And then turn around and lose to Villa and draw Norwich. You yeah. know what I mean? They're yeah. going to be up and down all season. That's going to be a lot of that. It really I mean, that's part of blooding in young players. Yeah. That's part of not being able to shake things up and sign people. And that's part of continuing to play uh Angola Conte out of position. Well, I thought this week they put him as a two in tactically front. On the, the, the TV screen, yes. That's not how he played for me. Yeah, played I a saw lot him higher. I, I saw him higher. I don't know if, if he's trying to push higher up the pitch and press higher up the pitch, and Conte's fast enough to recover as opposed to Jorginho. Right. And better defensively just in general, so he, he pushes him forward instead. I saw him on the right. I saw him on the left a little bit. He's still, for me, being played out of position. Jamie. You think you could have scored that fucking goal and won me four hundred fucking dollars? Next up, we have two sides that will be facing each other this upcoming weekend. Both got victories, but they weren't as easy as they should have been. Liverpool two, Southampton one, Arsenal two, Burnley one. A uh, really ugly first half for Liverpool. They did not look on their game. At it was the first poor. Half. Very poor. I don't know if it was just the the midweek trip to Istanbul, um, which was a fantastic game, by the way. Oh, it uh, was. The the Super Cup. Um, But they played nearly a full-strength squad uh, in that game and then came back to to this one. Ralph Hussenhutl, the Austrian, had his team prepared, ready to go. But at the end of the day, they're still fucking shite. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this is one of those teams where I don't – I don't think he's a coach that's going to get fired, but I don't think he's a coach, despite his success he had with uh, Red Bull in Germany, I don't see where he's going to get this team over the hump. This is, I thought they were in trouble last year. I think they're in trouble this year. Um, I don't think they have the pieces, Mm -mm. and they've played the great escape for too long, and you see this when you have a team who plays Great Escape like four or five seasons in a row, and then finally there's a season that it just completely, it just completely falls, falls apart. apart. Yeah, 
I the, Sunderland would be a great example. Stoke would be a great example when it just all absolutely crumbles. Now the the other thing is I I can see, you know, and and here's your difference, right? Timo Puki, Navin, four goals in two games. Right. Che Adams, supposed to be their goal mouth savior, hasn't really done shit. Yeah, nothing. Nothing yeah. at all. Um, now, granted, Che Adams is very young. Timo Puki's 29. Right. And he's done it in a couple of different countries. You know, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, okay, I understand that to an extent. But Che Adams, for me, hasn't really looked to threaten properly. No, not at all. He had a couple of half chances in the first match. And then in this one... Had a couple of pullbacks, or I didn't really see much out of him. To be fair, no, I agree. Uh, the f- saving grace for Liverpool was getting that goal just before the end of the half. That yeah, can that turn around. Ar- that can always turn around a game for you. Yeah, you can play horrible, and you get that goal right at the end of the first half in stoppage time, especially in a tie game that puts you up. That deflates them and oh, that yeah. inflates the hell Absolutely. out of you. Absolutely, and that was a brilliant <laughs> strike, by the way. Did well to get the ball out of his feet um, and just find that little half yard to to, uh, to rifle into the far corner. That was excellent by it the old, old five head. Did did what they needed to do to get a win. You yeah, know? It's, for sure. We, you know, everybody expects it to always just be for City and Liverpool, these 4 nothing victories and, you know, beat the crap out of everybody. You know, going down to the South Coast isn't always easy. And... Sometimes they're going to be up for it, or sometimes you just, you know, you're in Istanbul in the middle of the week, and you're fucking tired. Well, and you have to rely on the veneers to to take the win for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other thing, can I just quickly mention yes. that Adrian is no uh, Allison. No, he is Allison. He did exactly, he, he fucked up for a goal like Allison's fucked up for a goal. The first half, he got away with it. Got lucky, went out for a goal kick. Mm-hmm. The second half... Not so lucky. Well, look, he and just Danny Ings. Look, he passed the ball. It just <laughs> happened to be passed off of Danny Ings into the back of the net. <laughs> now, Danny Ings meant to do that. He stretched for it and everything. That was pitiful by oh, Adrian. Yeah. That's oh, my was, point. It was horrific. That was absolutely fucking pitiful. It was horrific. It terrible. was absolutely terrible. After the penalty save in the Super Cup <coughs> to win them the the fucking the trophy that didn't have VR VAR that had him like a whole foot off of the line when the ball was kicked but <laughs> his you know. first trophy 32 years old first trophy in his career ah good on him yeah then he then he did this and then he does this well <laughs> yeah. cuz well you know if you don't have a solid backup goalkeeper this is what's going to happen if i was liverpool be yes. careful for this fucking weekend yeah oh i i i do agree to that i think they're gonna i think you guys are ready to play them that's for damn sure so um for arsenal and burnley um i was up drinking till four o'clock in the morning fuck you i wasn't getting up at seven o'clock in the morning how'd your game go uh joe willick and reese nelson uh nelson sorry both kept their nelton (laughs) uh they both kept their place in the team um first start of the season for any uh danny ceballos and uh alex lacazette also um, great strength from Laka uh, to hold off the two Burnley defenders following a corner. Uh, he kept his feet and his strike. Um, <laughs> nutmeg Nick Pope, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. Hit off the inside of his heel and uh, uh, went into the roof of the net. Um, but it was great strength for him to turn, keep his feet, and then uh, as he was falling, strike uh, on target. Bird Leno and Nick Pope were both called into action here and there. 
Um, both of them did well uh, to repel the opposing players. Ashley Barnes found himself some space inside the box after a deflected effort fell to him, and he drew Burnley level in the second half. Uh, and then Arsenal missed a few great chances, but Aubameyang came through after good defensive work from Ceballos, uh, fired in the near post from outside the box, and then Leno did well to preserve that lead. Uh, and Arsenal have won their opening two games for the first time in ten fucking years. Hey, how about that? A decade. Uh-huh. A fucking decade. How'd last year go for you the first two games? Oh, oh for six. <laughs> zero out of six points. Heard. Um, really, it was, a, it was a great performance from the Arsenal, to be honest. Um, Danny Ceballos especially. He took the man of the match, uh, the Budweiser king of the match, if you look at the Premier League app because they're sponsoring it this season. Okay. Um, but he, he was fantastic. Both sides of the ball. Had a couple of dribbles that were excellent. Had a... Um, defensively did some good work just his awareness on the pitch his his passion after he assisted uh Aubameyang for that goal ran separately by himself to celebrate in the corner for the work that he did and then all but joined him later <laughs> like it was yeah he had a poor touch they won the ball back he pressed quickly won the ball immediately back off, and that one touch that he won the ball with went straight to Aubameyang. He cut inside two touches later. It's in the back of the net. Nice. And it, Yeah, it was, just, it was fantastic. And um, well-deserved uh, player of the season. He looks physically running on the field a lot like Aaron Ramsey, but he's got the feet and the vision of Santi Cazorla. Okay. It's a Ooh. nice combination of players. Fucking loving it. I'm fucking loving it. So Ozil can stay home and play uh, Fortnite, and you'll be all right. I don't give a shit. I almost put a <laughs> listen. the 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 football that he was playing, I almost put a condom on. Oh, heard. Yeah, it was fantastic. Talk about me rubbing my veins all the time. I Jesus wanted to fuck Christ, it. Look at what you're doing right now. I mean, if you really <laughs> loved it, wouldn't you not wear a condom? No. Okay. Well, we're getting out of hand here, killers. Uh, the um. Burnley, now that they don't have Europe to worry about, I think we're seeing exactly what Burnley's always been. A tough fucking out, man. And they're that's going the... to play you tough. They're going to play you defensive. Yeah. And they're going to nick some points off of people. Absolutely. But every good team is going to have to work to get that three points against that squad. I know it's only two games into the season, but what I say about if Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood can figure out how to score consistently. You have Ashley Barnes now three in two games. You know, if he can keep it going, if he can keep doing that, you're going to see some one nils and one ones in Burnley's favor. Oh yeah, a um, lot of and, them. And Nick Pope, I mean, what did we say? Jordan Pickford was by far, in a way, the number one goalkeeper for England. Yeah, uh, last Heaton summer. Too. Heaton and Nick Pope, they yeah. have the they had the next two England goalkeepers. Nobody doubted that Nick Pope was ready for this. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, he was. So when Tom Heaton left. You knew exactly, as long as he was fit, you knew it was going to be Nick Pope. And he pulled out some fantastic saves in yeah, this game. He's, he's a hell of a keeper. Yeah, he's going to win them some points this season uh, from his position. Absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt about it in my mind. Like last season, we were already talking about, ooh, do we need to be worried? Mm, there's nothing to be worried about with this side. No, they have this a- side. This side honestly could very quietly find themselves in the top 10 because they're they're back to being themselves again, and there's no outside distractions. Yeah. And they'll just I go mean, do a job. Well, that's it. They have a thin squad, but as long as they're only competing in two, three competitions, they're fine. You add in, you know, a Thursday trip to fucking Liechtenstein, you're screwed. Yeah. Everybody's tired. It's horrible. I d- Nothing to add there? No, our <laughs> producer is just giggling because you said Liechtenstein. Liechtenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Those are the the kind of teams that show up in the Europa League, and it sucks. She's still laughing over Liechtenstein. <laughs> Sam, at least two of the newly promoted sides have gotten uh, their first win of the season. Yes, they did. So let's see if I say this correctly, uh, Dom. No rich city. Because <laughs> apparently I say Norwich. It's Norwich. Yeah, it's Norwich. 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 Norwich City. Okay. I'm sure Dom will let me know. He said I got all the names right last week. I just couldn't say Norwich City. I gotcha. Oh. It's all right. Well, anywho, Norwich City, three. <laughs> Newcastle, one. I fucked it up I already. like that inflection, though. <laughs> Norwich City. <laughs> Sheffield United, one. Crystal Palace nil. Um, hello. In the unenthusiastic hand job of the weekend. Oh, very much so. <laughs> Fucking terrible. Um, hello and welcome to the Premier League, uh, Timu Puki. Every time, every every type of goal. Jesus, it's fantastic. Um, that volley. Oh. That volley that killed somebody. <clears throat> he ripped that volley. That's fantastic. And it wasn't even within da- like the minute that went off his foot. You're like, oh, goal. Yeah, it's a laser beam. Yeah, Dubravka got a hand to it. Yeah, goal. Didn't matter. It, it, yeah, not even. It could have been right at Dubravka's two hands. It would have gone it through, go through his hands, yeah. taken his head off, and gone into the back of the net. Yeah, he may have flown into the net with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, he hit that with some ferocity. It was absolutely brilliant uh, in that first one. And just he seems to be not as good as. Obviously, well, actually, that remains to be seen. But he's seems to me the type of like Rude von Nistelrooy, always in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. That corner, he was drifting out towards the edge of the box for no apparent reason. The ball wasn't played to him; it was just overhit. And then it just—he just some, happened to be there. Boom! Goal. Yeah. I. What's worried about <laughs> now? Now I I know it's early in the season. I wonder though. Um, watching the the that game in particular, everything went to Pookie. Everything, like every True. single ball that the, when they attacked, it all goes to his foot. A smarter and he missed two chances. A smarter, stronger defensive team is not going to let him be a part of the game. And I wonder if is it a one trick pony for the canaries or, or or i mean can he keep this kind of pace up is he going to be a 20 goal scorer in the prem no could defenders figure him out really easily and no. shut him down also no I, I just he'll get 15 i think and i also think norwich will be safe oh really i you think you're gonna feel, i feel good about yeah, him. i think they're going to dominate at home they're going to feed off of the atmosphere at carroll road uh, which they were fantastic. Oh uh, yeah, this weekend. Now, obviously, they had a lot to cheer for, but um, I the, the second goal for me start here was more of Dubravka's fault, in my opinion. Right, Getting beat at the near post. Granted, it did come through three people before he saw it, so he did see it late. But there's only one spot he's going in. Right, and I'm not sure why Dubravka wasn't in position for that. The third goal for me was purely instinctual. He took over a dribble, and I didn't see him move his mouth from the highlights. No. I didn't see him talk. I didn't see him do anything. Just the, who I can't remember who it was dribbling across the goal. Just knew, let him fucking go, and had Newcastle completely at sixes and sevens, mm-hmm. and then had the wherewithal and the composure to go back on his weaker foot, his left foot, and go back to the far post. 
Yeah. And Dubravka was in fucking no man's land. Uh, I think uh, Dubravka's problem currently is that uh, he's not able to focus on making saves. Because the rest of his team fucking sucks. Because he has to focus on making sure his defense actually covers something. Because they are just wandering around like lost animals in a field just with their heads in the air. Just going, uh, the whole time. Yeah. Fucking two castle, man. Let me tell you something. Rafa Benitez didn't play John Joe Shelby for a reason. Right. He's not a shit coach. He's won the Champions League. He's coached Real Madrid. He's coached Napoli. Uh, he's coached Liverpool. He's coached Chelsea. He knows what the fuck he's doing. And John Joe Shelby was not really a part of his plans for real. Why Steve Bruce has continued to go with Shelby so far, I'm not sure. He thinks the defensive work is beneath him. He doesn't track back. Mm-hmm. He's not good. It doesn't look like he's he talks a typical hothead as well. Yeah, he's he picks a great pass. He's got a lot of attributes as a player, which we've sung his praises for on this show. But defensively, with the way Newcastle is right now, he's a liability, and I, he shouldn't be on the field. I um, one of the questions I wrote right after this. It's perfect that you say it. Is this a game where Newcastle really needed Rafa? Yeah. This is a game last year with Rafa. This Why is wasn't dr- Longstaff this starting? Is, this is a draw. Why wasn't Longstaff oh, starting? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, why, He's one why? of your best players. Absolutely. United wanted him for $40 million or whatever it was. Yeah, and you're not going to play him. You're not going to play gonna him? You're going to play Shelby instead. Why? I, What's the point? Uh, you know, Almarone looks disinterested. I watched last week's game against you guys, and I'm like, okay, you know what? There's some pieces here. I think they'll be all yeah, right. And, I, I said the same thing, and and I and I even said, I said, look, you know, obviously Mike Ashley can fuck this whole thing up. I didn't realize it would all get fucked up literally in six days. Yeah, I'm with you. And and now they play Spurs. One hundred percent. And, and I'm, I'm not. And I'm, I'm not, figuring they're going to get their asses kicked by Spurs I'm, four to nothing. I'm like, also not trying to take anything away from Norwich and Timo Puki. I thought they were all fantastic. Oh, they, they played, were on. Point. They played great football. Absolutely. On they point. had over two thirds of the ball. Um, but a lot of it was down to Newcastle just being complete and utter shite. Yeah, they really were just dog shit. Defense at sixes and, and I, sevens. I'm not midfield to... not not really working. Offense not really trying to create anything. It was just it wasn't good. I mean, we we joke a lot about you know the dumpster fire that is Newcastle all summer and and that kind of stuff, and we you know kind of rag on our boy Allen a little bit and that kind of stuff. But this was just it was this was championship football they were playing, and Norwich was playing at the Premier League level. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, actually, uh, it just Alan, wasn't good. Alan, quick shout out to you, real quick. Um, start prepping your notes. You're going to be on this show a lot sooner than you think if it keeps going this way for our old Two Castle. Yeah, uh, yeah. we we got to get some answers. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say about it. I it caught was... you. I caught you mid vape. That was fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even have a question to throw back to you. I just looked at you and you were like, oh, shit, oh, shit. stop vaping. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so I, just, I don't know, man. For all the good work that Rafa did and the organization and the the everything, the, the LaSalle's, um, that granted they don't have DeAndre Yedlin at the moment because he's injured. Yeah, that hurts. Uh, giving pace on the opposite side from Al Marone. So giving both sides of the defense something to worry about. Right, and then you got Richie on that side behind right. Almarone, so there's at least somebody good crossing. It's it definitely it's all lopsided. It's yeah. all on one and side. And very of the easy field. to defend against. Yeah, but just in general, the defensive shape just doesn't look good, and that's typical of a Steve Bruce side. All right. It's t- it. We I, we we tried to stall long enough. 
Time to talk about the unenthusiastic. Uh, I can't even say it right today. The unenthusiastic hand job. There we go. Um, but not for the blades. The blades were very happy. Yeah, they're they're a feisty bunch, aren't they? The blades. Smells favorite thing. Yeah, I love that. Shout out to Nick. <laughs> uh, they played a couple of good passes. Uh, okay. Um, just coming. Oh, oh, getting lost in your notes there, huh? Killer? No, I'm not getting lost. I'm trying to figure out where to start. <laughs> well, because <laughs> there's just not a lot to talk about. Okay, well, even here's... in this time where if you if you go on the NBC Sports app and you do the highlights, because we literally cannot watch every football match that happens. Yeah. So this we one watch I a actually, lot of, this one I actually watched. I we, got up and watched ugh, the whole damn thing. I feel sorry for you. Yeah. We watch a lot of highlights uh, to do this job, and 90 minutes of my life I won't get back, Brad. This year, this year, yes, they don't have regular highlights it's all extended so nothing's been less than 10 minutes in the highlight package and it's not anything that's good either even then this just had eight minutes of low lights (laughs) (laughs) oh that was a lot of build-up in that one for you huh? and then 15 seconds of highlights so you were where the goal was scored was good so when you were writing those out today doing your notes you were pretty proud of that one weren't you i was uh in the first half you had one really good save from guaida Mm-hmm. Uh, for Crystal Palace and McGoldrick, who looks uh, like the villain in the Shaft movies, <laughs> um, had that chance uh, and should have done a lot better. Um, and then Lundstrom scored, uh, and Palace were all over the place after good work from Sheffield United uh, down the left. Couple of one touch passes, but it seemed to me like Palace was in last ditch defending mode well too early. Two, three passes too early, yeah. and it just dragged their entire defense out of position. And Lundstrom found himself in uh, inside the eighteen with no one really around him. Yeah, Guida uh, made it. made a good save. It just it fell to open space, and yep. there he was to put it away. He was in the right place at the right time again, and then uh, just picked his spot well. So two different things: one thing from Sheffield, one thing from uh, Palace. Sheffield seems to play this, um, you know, like squirt football when you were a kid like oh with like little little kids right the first time they play and you go out as a coach and you go okay you're playing goalkeeper you're playing left back little billy you're playing right back uh little yeah. johnny and then the minute the ball gets kicked like eight kids run to the middle and just chase around after the ball the whole time yep i kind of feel like that Shetfield. like i see like center backs inside the 18 on the attacking side of the field oh now they all get back like everybody gets back, but it's just this like frenetic, crazy pace where everybody is fucking everywhere, and they're hacking and fouling and knocking people around, yeah. which which is exciting to watch. But you just kind of look at it and you go, "Can this really work in the prem?" Uh, this season's Huddersfield. Like that's it, what Huddersfield did when they first yeah. came up. They'll probably survive this year, and then they'll get found out next year. Yeah, I just, I, I just feel like. A stronger, a stronger, better, a, a team that can control the ball better is just gonna rip them apart. I, either one of us is gonna beat them three, four, nil. I see City beating them like seven, nil. Yeah, easy. I mean, I I see you. them like completely 100%. demolishing them. Now on the other side, though, is Palace. Who the fuck's gonna score? Who? Better yet, who the fuck wants to score? That's exactly what I wrote down. Who's gonna score the goals? Like I said, who wants to score? Even it's just it's yeah. it's unreal. It doesn't look it makes good. Makes no sense. It does it's, not look good. I Benteke looked like shit. Um, it, it Wilfred Zaha didn't really have a sniff, in my opinion. It wasn't good um, from them at all going forward. 
James MacArthur, did you see uh, that towards the end of the game? McCarthy, you mean, my boy. Uh, what did I say, MacArthur? Yeah, MacArthur. Sorry. Remember, they McCarthy. have a MacArthur and a McCarthy. Yeah. James McCarthy, oh, I'm he, sorry. Fucking Sheffield player came in hot. It was studs up and oh, it was hit, in the ankle. Well, and He hit the he ankle was, and then he also took the plant leg mm-hmm. as well. His knee came straight in the middle of his shin. Yeah, and You that break is, a leg like that. He had a leg broken like that. Yep. Like, so there's came, a reason why he lost now, his shit. I want to know if you noticed the background, just the other side of the advertising hoardings, where the Crystal Palace uh, fan decided to jump and try and attack the Sheffield United player, but the stewards were there to catch him. I did see that. And I see them six carrying of them the guy up. Drag him off. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It was brilliant. They're like, we just spent eight million quid on that fucking Irishman. You better That's not right. fucking break his goddamn leg. Again. I'll break your leg. <laughs> right. Oh, and but I also like how McCarthy um got up to protest, was so pissed off that it happened. And then limped away and fell over again. <laughs> that was pretty, quality. The fucking quality. Well, and then of course the beauty is, is that um, the news everybody wants to hear at Crystal Palace. Uh, James McCarthy's been recalled to the t- Irish team, where he broke his fucking leg the last time because yeah. no one goes and plays for Ireland and nope. makes and makes it out alive. Not a chance. Wrapping up the rest of the weekend. We have an O, so that happened. Everton won, Watford nil. Brighton won, West Ham won. Manchester United won, Wolverhampton won. And Bournemouth two, and some Villainistas team lost two to one, Aston Villa. Yep. Yeah, that was all over the place, but I just had to mock someone who's going to have to do another shot on the Lord. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Everton um, Watford, we starting with yeah, pretty easy. Uh, Ever- Everton gets a win at home. This is kind of what you expect. You th- started I feel, off kind of frenetic though. Yeah, they. I you feel like they could have maybe done more. You would have. I, I personally, I would have liked to have seen a two nothing win. Um, we Watford grew into the game, particularly at the end of the first half, and we kind of let it get away from us a little, but. The, the pieces are starting to mold in. Fortunately, uh, Andres Gomez was able to play. Uh, JPEG started again and looked much better. Still had a few mistakes. He's he's definitely got to learn the pace of this league because he gets caught every once in a while, you know, just kind of dribbling with his back turn yeah. and somebody comes and takes it right off his foot. Yep. But he's getting the hang of the league and he, I think he's physical enough for it. It's also uh, uh, one of the shows we listened to brought up a very good point. He played for a very bad team in Germany. So as a defensive midfielder, he probably spent a lot of his time just getting rid of the fucking ball. I don't remember the transfer recap. Where did he come from? <laughs> uh, Mines. Got it. Oh, you wanted to just see if I could say it? No. Okay, you just I didn't really remember didn't it. I not remember. Okay, well, go ahead. Your thoughts. I, I drank a lot. Yes. Um, I did too. So like I said, the, the game started pretty frenetic. Um, so did Mel. What? We all drank a lot. Oh, you yeah. drank a lot. I drank That's a lot. True. She drank a lot. You can kind of tell to it. it. It was bad. We were all <laughs> we very were intoxicated. All over the fucking place. Um, we're lucky I saved it. <laughs> uh, Luca Digne. What an outlet. Mm-hmm. And what a willing runner in Bernard. I mean, that wasn't really on, to be honest. He just kind of hoofed it. Yep. But he hoofed it in the perfect area <laughs> for Bernard to just chase after it. Uh, got there in front of his defender, cut inside. And instead, like last year, hitting it with his plant foot and whiffing it, actually finished. Or just the fact that he went to goal with it. A 
lot of times he goes he wide and the then pass. tries to pull yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, he went um, to goal and was direct. I mean, it wasn't the greatest shot in the world, but Foster certainly wasn't ready for it. The defense wasn't ready for it. So, you know, good on him. And that one nil win basically can come down to Jordan Pickford's face <laughs> off of that Dini chance. Yep. Um, saved it. Dini even picked him up afterwards, and he's one of the biggest assholes in the league. Yeah, because he saw it just hit him square in the fucking face. Yeah, because well, that's that's how <laughs> he we get saved the, it with his face. That's how that's how we get the rave on, baby. That's how we get the rave on. <laughs> what was the the that YouTube video? The the college goalkeeper. Oh, hit him in the face. Scott Sterling. Scott Sterling. <laughs> Scott Sterling. There's the Great Wall of China, and then there is Scott, Scott Sterling. Sterling. Uh, that also, in my head, always gets blended with ESPN ate the Ocho commentary. <laughs> he hit him right in the face, Cotton. Cotton. <laughs> He's going in soft, Cotton. <laughs> His face was soft after that. Um, so uh, another another interesting thing, I would imagine Dominic Calvin Lewin will be uh, playing a little bit longer. Go ahead, just keep ripping them as I can hear you doing it. Go right ahead. <laughs> Because you then look around. So, boys and girls, Graham just uh, decided to, uh, let's say, gassy. pass wind. I'm very gassy And he just today. did it, and he looks around as I'm speaking, but looks at me kind of slyly, and then does it again. And it's like, what, you don't think I'm going to call you out on it? Very gassy. Anywho, Dominic Calvin Lewin, um, we'll, I think we'll continue to start for the you know immediate future, but uh, Moise Ken. That was the other thing I had written down, oh. too. Oh, Moise Ken, when he came on, it was strong. He was he was willing. He showed for the ball. He played brilliantly. Dragged one shot wide. I think he was offside, but and, and um, then the other one he put pretty wide. But but the build up play to get to that oh, yeah. point right off the bench just sh- completely shook a defender. I I don't know if it was the television angles. I don't know what it was, but he looked big, thick, and strong. Yeah. Uh, this game, unlike he did last time. Well, I think for la- whatever reason, I think last time he gets out on the pitch, and then very shortly thereafter, Schneiderlin gets a uh, gets a red, red, and then he couldn't. And he's really, a man on yeah. an island. Then, then right. it's just you know. But, but the way he posted up at the top of the eighteen, the one he dragged wide that I think he was offside for, was just the strength he had to hold off uh, the Watford defender was absolute. I think it might have been Decore, right. who's a strong lad himself, um, was. <laughs> was absolutely brilliant. And then the wherewithal to, to get that little half yard and to turn and fire. Granted, it was wide, but yeah. I, I see good things out of him. It, and You look at that, it, that's encouraging. And also... And he didn't Watford, look to get frustrated either. No, no, not at all. It was just he was excited to be out there. He was excited to be playing. Um, then with uh, their defense, he, when their defense was in control of the ball, he wasn't running around like a lunatic, but they knew he was there. Yeah. And every defender that touched the when, ball, yep. you saw him within five feet of them pretty quickly. And it wasn't frenetic. It wasn't all over the place. It was very well thought out. And something tells me a missed pass is going in his direction one of these times, and he's going to take it and put it right in the back oh, of the net. He'll definitely Danny Ings one. Yeah, I just... Thank you. That's uh, a great call. I see what you did there. So <laughs> or Mason Mount. <laughs> I, you know, for me, it's, those are the kind of games we dropped points last year, so we win it this year. And little known fact, Sam, last time we gave up a goal at Goodison was against City in February. That's a good... That's a good thing to like, do. That's that Goodison starting to become a fortress again. That's which a good thing is to do. Very, very good for Everton. Um, I guess uh, you know with Watford, 
this is not the normal we are the champions of the first five games of the season. They are the worst team in the league right now. Yep. What? I don't know. What? I don't know. They're creating chances. They're not finishing. Um, their midfield is getting overrun fairly easily, to be honest. So they they're have not, talent. They're not really controlling games. DeCorey and Capu are two very good central midfielders, mm-hmm. and they're getting worked. Yep. I, I don't know. It, is it is it like a lack of communicate? Like, the, is it what they're doing on the training pitch isn't translating to games? Are they not listening to the manager? Is they just but something does not seem to be working, and that's not good for Watford. I think every all the shit we talk about Bournemouth in mm-hmm. there are they going to get figured out? And why I say they won't be is because their style is very counterattacking. It's very instinctual. There's not a lot of build-up to it. It's sit back a little bit and then hit teams on the break quickly. Watford is good enough. They're perfect example. They're like Leicester under Claude Puel. Okay. They try to hold on to games, right? They try to boss possession. They try to do things. Deeney's old and immobile. They're not bringing on Danny Welbeck. Probably still hurt, to be honest. Oh, he uh, did come in in this game. Oh, he did? Right. Was I didn't even see useless. that, to be honest with you. Useless. Big surprise. Did nothing. I mean, after a broken ankle. You can't expect Delefeu to be like a talisman pointman. Every gonna, time. No. He's, he's, he's a wing not. guy. He's well, gonna, he's that's gonna, the other thing. And, and Pereira is, w- is with them. Yeah. Another flash player. Yeah, it's all about, for them, it's all about speed on the wings and, and, that, and ball right. control. Which you can't gonna, expect them to sit in the middle and take a hit. They're and just if the, not that if, kind the re- of guy. if the rest of the team is going to play slower than they are, it's not going to come off. Mm-mm. So I think a lot of it's going to boil down to can they mix up their style enough with these older players or immobile players up front that they can hit teams when they least expect it, like Bournemouth does, which right. is why I don't think Bournemouth's going to be found out because they, they play that counterattack as opposed to the boring side-to-side kind of build-up and then we'll see if we get a hole, but they're playing so slow that no holes get created. Right. Like Leicester did under Puel. Everton under Kuman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> So um, I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, what well, I think, um, I forgot his goddamn name again. The coach for Watford. I do this every week. Yeah, it's uh, Gazi. Um, Gazi. No, no, he's Portuguese. Yeah, but it's Z Z I. Doesn't matter. Gonna, Let's go on Mel's to the next. Gonna do some we've live we've admin. spoken enough about this. He's got to so, do something to mix it up. Um, That's my point. The Graham Potter's uh, Brighton showing some. Real offense, like really lively. He looks like Mikey in thirty years. <laughs> oh, our our Mikey, our Mikey. Yes, definitely. Does he not? Yeah, one one of the guys on Drunkard United. He, he definitely very, looks like him. Thirty very, year old, thirty year old yeah, version of him. He's slight. He, but he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, but it's but tra- yeah, no, absolutely. It's translating. It's a, it's a complete shift in style. And they were Chris already Hinton. a good defensive team, and they still are. Absolutely, still are. Um, Fabianski was forced in some, uh, into some early saves uh, as West Ham started very slowly again. Uh, and they went behind from a volley to Troussard on his debut. Ah, psych. <laughs> Fucking yeah. VAR again. <laughs> uh, it actually took until the second half for the breakthrough. Uh, and Chicharito timed his run well. Uh, the old uh, elder statesman of West Ham, Chicharito, because Sebastian Ale got hurt. 
Ale got hurt and Anderson was out as well, yep. which I think definitely affected. Absolutely. Probably affected your bet as well because I think they could have had the game if. Me too. Yeah. Um, but then he selfishly finished uh, after he had a teammate in the middle, actually, with no one around him. Got lucky. Uh, Matt Ryan got a hand to it, but it did continue one going in the back of the net. Uh, Troussard then scored uh, for real. Um, a second, I mean, uh, sorry, a first goal. To equalize after he composed himself well and struck ferociously into the far bottom corner. And then Mape should have scored late on, uh, but didn't, as should have Davy Proper. Uh, and then a good save from Matt Ryan at the end, denying Snodgrass and Mikel Antonio in the last few minutes. So and that, for me, was all of the action. <coughs> yeah, I, I think West Ham probably would have been suited a little bit better if the, those two players had been on the pitch. Um, but Brighton looks looks good. They look they look like they'll be all right now. It's a long season, and we saw how much they faltered last year. So hopefully that doesn't happen to them again. Moving into the next game with uh, Manchester United and Wolverhampton, uh, I was pretty busy out there in the city today. So walked into a bar just in enough time to see Pogba fucking dive, run at a penalty kick normally, and watch it get saved. What else happened? I don't think it was a dive. Uh, it looked he, he got that he, left foot got clipped. Okay, but he he lifted himself like two feet in the air when it happened. He but was the like, left foot got "Whoa!" Or as I like to call, pulling a Neymar. <laughs> yes, he sold um, the fuck out that United one. United did start well, uh, and it was capped off by a lovely move that saw Martial fire into the roof of the net, uh, left footed. A couple of half chances for Wolves, but United really had the better of the play in the first half, uh, and then again, much like the Chelsea match. The second half um, was all Wolves. Uh, they grew into the game well, inspired by Armand uh, Traore. A peach of a goal following a short corner routine uh, from Ruben Neves uh, that was reviewed by VAR, which annoyed the fuck out of me. Uh, no pants off dance off for the pen, like we, uh, like you just said. Uh, and Pogba missed it. Um, to be honest, it was actually pretty well struck, even though it was a comfortable height for Rudy Patricio. Uh, and he did well uh, to get across and save it. And and kept his foot on the line, too. You see VAR, his foot's on the yep. line. He's fully extended, and his foot is still on oh, the yeah. line as he's diving. Uh, United had another chance uh, that Luke Shaw put straight at the goalkeeper, and um, somebody else had another chance also uh, that Rui Patricio saved well. Here's a dumb thought, because this is what's happened so far with both penalties. And if it is, this is the stupidest bit of coaching ever. Rashford got the foul. Rashford took the penalty. Pogba got the foul. Pogba took the penalty. Please do not tell me that Ole is going to the old tactic of you got fouled, you take the penalty. Because 90% of the time, well, not 90% of the time, but most of the time, you fucking miss if you're the fucking guy yep. who got hurt. So two things. Post-match, Ole was asked about this. He said, we have two penalty takers, Pogba and Rashford. They discuss amongst themselves and decide who takes it. Whoever feels more confident. Okay. Yeah. Pogba's an arrogant prick. He's always going to feel more confident. I'm, I'm amazed Pogba let Rashford take, take the, the first, first one. one. Yeah. Um, exactly. Uh, also, after having scored, why Rashford didn't feel comfortable taking this one, I don't know. Um, um, Rashford takes every one until Pogba until he misses one. And if I can, because if I'm Rashford, I'm going to look at Pogba and go, "Nope, I take it till I miss." Yeah. Uh, if I can slowly remove uh, Thierry Henry's uh, genitals from my face, 
he never took a penalty that They've he been there permanently that he drew ever. He was the penalty taker. You but don't. If he, if he won the foul, he would never take the pen. You, you're thinking you've just got your leg whacked or something like that. Yep. You're, you're not. Your adrenaline's going. You're appealing for the penalty really hard. Something is going where you're not in the right frame of mind. So why I always love seeing Leighton Baines take penalties because mm-hmm. he had nothing to do with the play. He just strolled right up. Took All the he pen. Was 90%, 99% of the time yep. it was in the back of the net. Absolutely. And he just walked away. 100%. And uh, at first, if Henri got fouled, Laurent was taking him, the uh, old Ivory Coast International. Um, and then after that, it was Sylvain Viltor and then Robert Perez All right. uh, for a long time. So, But that my point is, mm-hmm. is that one of the greatest goal scorers that the Premier League has ever seen, if he got fouled, didn't take a penalty. he wouldn't take the pen. Yeah, I, but, but in all other situations, he took the penalties yeah. because he was the penalty taker. He just knew... After appealing for it, after going hard at the referee, after getting fouled, picking up a little knock, potentially, whatever, he wasn't going to perform to the highest of his ability. So it was on the next guy. Yep, absolutely. So I think that's partially what happened here. However, that being said, Rashford won it last week, and Rashford scored. I don't know. Maybe it was no pants-off dance-off, and that just fucked it up. Yeah, apparently he needs to He's got to do a little salsa, a little shimmy bunch of steps and that'll always work so um going into the last match uh the cherries never went on the road the cherries won on the road yeah Wait, i've been I... listening to that bullshit all year oh yes graham that's true you have can i real quick i wanted to talk about <laughs> yeah. nuno espirito santo's comments at oh the end yes of the game. yes 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 about the um, ar yeah this was important to me um it's not a direct quote it's more of a summary of what he said uh but after uh, Ruben Neves' goal um, and the minute-long or so delay of checking to see if the shoulder blade of Jao Moutinho was offside, uh, Nuno said, don't take the emotion away from people. This is football. It's most important. That emotion, that second after you score a goal, that eruption of the crowd, that just everything... That is what we he- we're here for. That's what we live for. That's the point. That's why we do this. And you take it all away by, by oh, 45 on, seconds of yeah. let's see if this goal matters or not. And, and that not goal sure. was a cracker. It was fantastic. And I'm not sure who saw the live broadcast uh, on the uh, NBC Sports Network here in America. But you can see the referees. They showed the referees adjusting... The lines, right, on the the computer screen, they didn't show the referees themselves, just the right. screen. But you could see them show it, like, adjusting, okay, here's the end of the ball, and then drawing a line from uh, Jao Moutinho's shoulder down to see if it came on the other side of it or not. Mm. It's just, it, it, and it took a minute and a half to, to configure the 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 dynamics. Like, like it's that's, just, it's that's ridiculous. How, that's how meticulous you're going to be on an offsides. It's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. Considering that the referees ninety percent of the time get the get the calls correct, you know it's it's what this is is this is a reaction to the one or two monstrous gaffes that happen in a year, and this is the response to it is we're going to overanalyze the fuck out of it. But then in the case of the stupid handball, we're not going to pay attention to the fact that the guy was grabbing him and used his hand himself. Who cares and about that? And he also that? had no idea that it hit his hand. There was no advantage gained by it. Right. 
It just it is it, it's, it's ridiculous. It's pitiful. It's really it, it it sucks. And I think Nuno is one hundred percent accurate. Yep. Don't take the emotion out of my football. And and good news is is next week there'll be another VAR call for us to bitch about. I know. So at some point we're just gonna have to do a, a special <laughs> again, and then never talk about it again. The cherries never went on the road. Yeah. The cherries yeah. went on the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all been telling me that bullshit all last year, all a year. Cherries never went on the road. Cherries never went on the road. Huh. It also um, didn't help huh. that Tom defensive Heaton decided to uh, give up a penalty in the first eight yeah. seconds of the De- match. Defensive midfielders decide to dummy yeah. 30 yards away from goal to no one. Yes. Jack Grealish was a full 15 yards, 20 yards away from him, and he dummied to nobody. Hey, 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 Stupid. refer to him by his proper title, 20 straight losses in the Premier League, Jack Grealish. Thank you very first much. First player to ever do so. <laughs> That's just joking, Lindsay. Just joking. In the first fifteen minutes, uh, it was a cracking atmosphere at Villa Park. It, it, Even after is, they went behind, they still got behind the team. It was brilliant. So the easiest comparison to make of this of this team is Fulham, 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 because Fulham spent a lot of money. This feels more like a team finding its way, not a team that was completely lost from the get go, like Fulham was. Right. So uh, I don't. I like that. That's yeah. Good. I mean, they have a plan, and they they look together. I think they've had a couple of difficult games. Yeah. And a slow start. I'm a Redskins fan. I'm used to that shit. Yeah, but like Tom Heaton, he's not. It's okay. He's he got no three start coming up in just a second, anyways. But Tom Heaton doesn't do that. That's a dick. Tom Heaton doesn't do that type of shit. Yeah, it just... That's not normal for him, Yeah, is my point. Yeah, Harry Wilson's on loan from Liverpool. He's not there to crack a 40-yarder. That yeah. also took a wicked deflection yeah. off old white bitch Tyrone Mings. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Listen to the transfer special, you'll understand. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Sammy, we forgot the most important thing is that uh, Villa lost, so someone needs to have a drink. Uh but we've decided to go away from the bad elf glass, and we now have a new glass. Ooh. Why don't you describe <laughs> what we... <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Facebook Live, Facebook Live. Uh, <laughs> this is fantastic. So, so what we have here is a lovely little mason jar style <laughs> shot glass with the uh, Newcastle logo on it. Sorry, Alan. Because um, this is now Mike Ashley in a bottle. Yes, Mike Ashley in a bottle. Now Mike Ashley in a Newcastle glass. <laughs> so yes, yes. So that is now our new... Malort Challenge shot glass will be this lovely, lovely little Newcastle mason jar. And uh, Melissa, as we're yes. waiting for Sam know, to I'm, try I'm to bring up him. the video where you're so quick at it. Like, you're on the ball, and he's just there. I wasn't go. ready. I wasn't ready. I mean, it's not like we haven't run long enough on this show already. God, you could tell it's starting, been a late night. We are it's a, on. We're, we on. Are we're now dis- starting it. We have Hi. been a disaster. So, Mel, um, I believe you have a particular yes. fan out there. Oh, um, yes, Taylor. You know, uh, Hi, Taylor. <laughs> you know, Taylor, it's going to be really painful when next Friday at about 5 o'clock, you're going to have to crack open your brand new bottle of Malort and take a shot because we've got uh, Aston Villa versus Everton on Friday and uh, both Houston's. And hopefully Lindsay will be at the And Mr. Graham will, will be, you be there. there too. Yeah. Carly doesn't Happy land hour. until five forty-five. Happy hour at Fado in downtown Annapolis on Friday for the Villa versus Everton. Taylor, you're not going to have to pop the bottle this week. It's you're okay. You're going to drink it, Taylor, and we're going to make a video at Taylor. And I want to hear how bitter it tastes. 
inhaler. So I want you to also know, apparently someone has a new villain. Um, apparently the bitterness oh, from yeah. last week oh, still yeah. hasn't left around. Because Big Sam's big bottle of Malort's been trolling me on Twitter. Uh, don't worry. It's going to be called Producer Bell's bottle of Malort soon enough. Absolutely. I see a name change coming for that Twitter <laughs> handle. That's right. Um, because possession is nine-tenths of the law. And right now, 100% of that law is, is hers. hers. 100% of that ownership is hers. So right. let's sip up. I'm an adult. I can do this. Let's see what you got. Ooh, took it right down like a nine pound ninety five spaghetti on. dinner. I got a pickleback chaser to go with this. Oh, boo. the Baltimorean in her. That's right. <laughs> Ooh, All that right, did not make it better. Taylor, <laughs> Taylor, I want I want you to wait. You're not going to have to crack the bottle this week, but when you when we do eventually lose and we Ugh. you do have to crack the bottle and scene, it's we are going awful. to. We are going. To, I want you to wait because I'm definitely going to have you call into the show and do it live with us on the show the first time. You He'll, have do to drink. He'll do it live. He'll do it live. So beautiful. Uh, all right. So can we come, quick- come Friday, three o'clock, Fido in Annapolis to see uh, Miss Claret and Blue Eyes Lindsay and I uh, beat Everton. Can we quickly just say how good John McGinn is? Oh, he's pretty decent. Had three efforts on target. A uh, little wide of target, but. Clean strikes that another day would have gone to the back of the net. They're yeah. fantastic. And, and Douglas Louise made up for that stupid ass error, much like uh, um, Ndidi did, Wilfred Ndidi did for Leicester, yes. uh, with a fucking better goal than Ruben Neves, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It was awesome. Yeah, it was. Fucking awesome. Dodgy hair, though. Oh, the, hey, look at our producer hitting up all little, the sound. Get excited sound the buttons you know, on the board. So. It's, I was verping while I had my <laughs> finger hovering over the button, so I blame Malort on that one. There we go. It's time to tell you what little we know. It is prediction time. Uh, we suck. Yeah, we, we're bad. God, man. Even the chicken didn't do well. Uh-oh. Yeah, everybody lost. Chicken lost today. Remember, she thought Good. Manchester United was going to win. Good. Those wings earlier were excellent. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah. It's like, those are made from buffaloes. <laughs> you, <just> fucking, <laughs> you silly goose. Um, so, Sam, I've discovered, I've been thinking about it. Boy, you are Obviously, really I yourself. know that they're not made from buffaloes. Come on. Let's be real. So I've been thinking about <laughs> it, and uh, we've been doing it all wrong, Sam. Okay. Whenever we're at the track, mm. how do we... I know where this is going. Get, how do we get ourselves you started? You do, but you don't. How, how, how do we get ourselves started for a day of betting at the track? A couple of Jack Daniels or Woodford's? And when those are done, what do we do with that first drink? We keep the cup, and then we put our losers in it for the rest of the day. And we call that the what? The cup of losers. Why, yes. We need Uh. a cup of losers. (laughs) And Sam, I would like you to open said cup of losers for us to put our broken hopes and promises and dreams into. It's very important that you notice they packed it in two boxes. I see that. What what do we have there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sam's happy. What do we have, Sam? We have Dort Spirect mugs. <laughs> An incredibly huge Sports, Sports Direct, Direct mug. mug. I love it. <laughs> For us to brilliant. now. You pass com- that to Mr. Houston. Well, no, no, me, first, please? sir, would you be so kind as to 
feed oh. the cup. Yeah, the, the brilliant part of that is I got that in the mail, and I wanted to make sure you saw that they took it, packed it in a box, and then packed it in another box because that's how Sports Direct works. Well, you know what? Sports Direct could probably knock another 15 pence off of their tracksuit if they only used one box. So and there not, it is. I also am not sure what the bubble wrap stuffed inside the mug was going to do. <laughs> oh, it was wrapped all around it oh, before. It was? Okay. So I just right. I just wanted to make sure you saw the double boxing feature. Got that it. is the quality that is of shipmanship from shipmanship <laughs> from Sports Direct. <laughs> awesome. Um, yes, so uh both Sam and myself lost. Uh Kitty also Absolutely lost brilliant. as well today as she picked Manchester United to win. So, as we've changed it up a little bit, uh Sam and I actually pick against the uh, spreads each week, as he mentioned earlier on in the show. And uh, our listener submission, our degenerate gambler friend Pat, of course, came in as he picked the over on 3.5 goals. So he is back on the hot seat and uh, let you know what he picked here. Hold on one second. Allow me to clear my throat, please. <coughs> All right. As I'm getting text messages from you, I think. No. All right. No, nope. from my producer. From your wife. Yes. Uh, for this week's Saturday primetime game, it's Liverpool versus Arsenal. I like the odds in this game. The bookies here have Liverpool minus one goal and at minus 140 with a plus one for the Gunners at plus 105. If you're Sam H., you might want to swing for the fences, as in me, Big Sam, and pick the Gunners at plus 450. I had seen that at one point at plus 600 even. Uh, it is right now, week. currently, give me one second, update, refresh, refresh, refresh. You're getting live admin here on the Drunken United Football Show. I'm going to continue reading. Full-time, plus 500. All right, so we'll give you uh, 500. Uh, well, no, Pat didn't take it anyway. So uh, to win straight <laughs> up and make some money off of his rivals losing, yes, I would love that, uh, but his long shots rarely hit. I've picked one long shot so far. Settle the fuck down. I picked a draw in the other game. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Already getting shit talked to me, and I've barely even bet yet. Um, I don't like the over-under, so it looks like the bookies have got the right number at this game at 3.5 goals over at minus 120 and the under at minus 110. Uh, Sammy might not like to hear this, but with Liverpool winning three out of the last five matches with an average of three goals and a draw in the other two, I'll put my winnings for this week, the 100 that he won, to win 70 more as Liverpool wins covering a minus one. And he said, I'll give a bonus pick. I really like Everton with the half goal at plus 110 on Friday. So he's going to put 25 on that one just for fun. So, so that one doesn't count towards the submission. No, 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 no. no. His, it's only his, the first one. His is yeah. Liverpool to win and covering by a goal. So, Sam, what's your pick? So, we actually have one more submission. Oh, okay. Excellent. Uh, Who else submitted? We're normally only going to read one out a week, but we do want to encourage people to keep going. And if you're winning, you're going to keep betting. So Right. And so, if somebody comes up with a fun bet, we'll go ahead and throw you in with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, we uh, actually, Chef Bentley, uh, who you may remember oh, from excellent. last season. Uh, he never cooked touch. for me, that bastard. Yeah. <laughs> actually, in about six weeks, I think it is, uh, if you are in the Bridgeport, Connecticut area, he's opening a restaurant. Fantastic. We uh, talked about it before. Yep. It's a carryout. Surf versus turf. So check that out when you get a chance if you are in the Bridgeport, Connecticut area. Uh, anyway, um, he is going to go with a fun bet, uh, actually. 
a halftime Arsenal lead. Okay. Okay. Halftime Arsenal lead is plus 410. So Arsenal so to be up mm-hmm, wins him 410. Yep. Very good. On a $100 bet wins him 410. Yep. And for me, so my thing is the full-time score that Pat uh, so uh, generously disregarded. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to pick the Arsenal to win at plus 500. I think Liverpool looks sluggish. Um, and I think uh, you're going to finally see the three-tip trident of Aubameyang, Nicolas Pepe, and Alexandre Lacazette. Uh, and they're going to run ragged the Liverpool back four. I thought they called that the Viper. No, that's the Shocker. Oh, the Shocker. Okay. Two in the pink, one in the stink, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I heard. <laughs> Hopefully that's what they do to Liverpool. We appeal um, to bros. Now, yes. Stay <laughs> tuned for the White Claw episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, by the way, that is totally coming. We're definitely doing a White Claw I'm episode. already vaping. So, <laughs> I'm easing it um, in. You know, Sam, i got to tell you for my pick. As a gambler... i get a jewel pod. Thank you. <laughs> as a gambler, um, you have a number in your head, and that number is, you know, okay. 10 million. Now it's time for me to grind it back to get even. And for me, baby, we ain't even close. I haven't started to fall into the depths of my addiction. That is all there is to it. (laughs) So I'm actually not as ballsy as you are, Mr. Graham, but I, too, am taking the Arsenal-Liverpool match, and I am taking the draw at plus 375. Wow. All right. That is what I am going with. So we're all going to be down 300. <laughs> yes. Now, now, if that was enough, that would be amazing. But no, we give you more. We give you Kitty the Chicken. Uh, uh, uh. Every week, Houston, I dance. And every week, Sam like looks down at himself and wonders what he's doing with us. We need to get some video on that action happening yeah, over there. Do. Like, I'm Mr. Houston it. is embodying the hashtag quick fat mantra, <laughs> and he is getting his boogie on. Uh, moment lost. You had your chance. Too bad. All right. I'll get it next week. We'll All right. Get, so ha- get ready for it. What do you got for us with uh, Kitty? All right. So the other day, I went up to the coop to visit the girls, but Kitty wasn't there. Where Ger- the hell was Kitty? Well, Gertrude said she ran out to meet some friends. So I called her on her cell phone to get her game pick. Now, she was annoyed that I was bothering her during her afternoon tea. So she sent me a selfie of her eating scones with two-time Academy Award winner Tom Hanks and the future King of England, Prince William. Wow. Fuck you, Kitty. Wow, so, cheating on Sam with another so bald from man. from that, we can deduce <laughs> that Sam's favorite chicken, Kitty, is going to side with me and is picking Aston Villa over Everton. Kitty. So Kitty, Ooh. hashtag Villainista. Dun, dun, dun. Kitty, since you were a little chick, I held you in my arms and petted you. I petted you just the other day. This is how yeah, you're going to treat me? Yeah, but I bring her blueberries and pumpkin hey, seeds. Let me tell you something about apples. They always fall far from the tree. Heard. <laughs> so there you go. And uh, like always, everybody, please gamble legally and responsibly. I wasn't there again. Big Sam's going to talk about it. We lost again. 
Talk to you later. Have a good week. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> tough one. Lost three to two. Uh, second time facing Noreen. Uh, played a tough match. Just uh, we had a lot of opportunities early that we didn't take advantage of. Is what it really came down to. That's a game where we should have had, uh, you know, four one five two lead at uh, half at halftime. Yeah, we really did not take advantage. That of happens our opportunities. against them from time to time. Their goalkeeper's <clears throat> decent. Yeah, good good keeper. Well, I, I mean. It was we had them beat and we couldn't put them away kind of things. But it just we look good. It's tough. We're going to be battling to stay up. Relegations probably in our future. We'll go back down and kick the shit out of Division Two. Yeah, you know that. Pretty, I can't stop laughing at the Sports Direct mug. It makes you so happy. <laughs> it's very it's, funny. I knew, I knew, I knew it would make you happy. I like to make you happy, Sam. It makes yeah, me happy when good. you're happy. He's been. He just had could not wait all day. I was like, so it's going to be so great. Yes. We'll pull it out and he'll unbox um, it. I know. That's so exciting. And I, I talked to you three times today. Yep. Kept it to myself. You kept it to yourself. I'm I've had it all weekend. I was like, yeah, he's got that on. He got that on Friday. Damn. Yep. I, I feel a little betrayed, to be honest. Well, aren't you aren't you happier when you open that box? I with am. The that was pure, very good. That's very pure good. boyish charm of uh, uh of Roy a, Hodgson and Neil Warlock. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. you got all excited. You like bumped oh, your fist brilliant. at everything. That was good. It was oh, fantastic. Yeah, it that was video. very good. We'll have the video on our Facebook page. Uh, <laughs> do you football show? So uh, that about wraps it up, Sammy. Any parting words? Um, not really. To be honest, I think we got everything this time. Just uh, get in touch. Okay. okay. Good, because I have parting words. At DU Football Show uh, on the socials and DU Football Show at gmail.com. Uh, and I'm not going to make you hit the mute button. No, you told me to do this. Okay. I've been a good girl this whole show. I didn't know about Short this. Short leash. Go ahead. What do you got? Again, so I should start uh, attending the pre show meetings. You really should. <laughs> we were too busy eating euros during our pre show <laughs> meeting. So starting next week, I'm going to be airing commercials. Uh, this summer, when we've had all the guests in the studio, I've been sitting down with them after every show and just asking them some questions, like how long have they been a fan, what made them a fan, and I'm putting them together into little 45-second uh, commercial packages that I'll be airing every week, all to just showcase the fandom of our fans. After all, this is the People's Podcast for the fans by the fans, Damn and right uh, it is. yeah, Graham's not happy I with still that don't one. Agree with this. That's okay. <laughs> and so I'll be airing those starting next week, and every week we'll have a different commercial for a different team. So sweet for newer people that are still kind of getting into like, the league that have been like listening to us. My brother-in-law, who is a fan of the show but doesn't have a team yet, these are going to be commercials all geared towards you, brother. His D. his his <laughs> daughter has a team. Fucking Everton. It's because that child, that child's Everton. They're it's born, a, not well, made. You know, it's it shows, not the thing. Born, it, not manufactured. Thank you. It shows the respect he has for you as the patriarch of this uh, leg of the family. <laughs> Thank <laughs> that you. he hasn't picked that yet. Yeah. Uh, no, he's he's <laughs> he's probably he's come out pretty Everton, much he's pretty much on Everton. He always asks me about the matches. My youngest brother's Liverpool, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, Ugh, terrible. I know. Tell me about it. Oh, the just thank you very much again for joining us, boys and girls. Uh, did want to say, uh, looked back over the summer session, saw there was a ton 
of positive reviews on uh, and five star reviews and everything on uh, Apple Podcasts, which was really wonderful. Sam, you need to say something. I also looked back over the summer sessions. Yes. And as I predicted, Arsenal uh, episode is still two downloads ahead of the Everton episode. Yeah, but you said mine was going to be the lowest rated, and it was not. So that's all I care still about. Still lower than mine. So I don't give a shit what I said. And I don't care because both of them are lower than the Villainista <laughs> episode. <laughs> And all of those are lower than Frenemies, because Frenemies is still number one with a bullet. <laughs> Not their game wasn't. Their oh, game no. Was absolute dick shit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, abs- thank you very much for all the positive words. That really means a lot to us. And uh, on, a sun- on a fun side note, uh, last night I uh, was a guest on the Earfloss podcast, which is a music Ooh. podcast. Uh, it's going to get posted in about three weeks. Um, talked about the musical artist Lizzo. So like a pop hip hop person. I decided to expand my horizons a little bit from this old punk Gen X guy and uh, listen to something different and did a really, really, really fun podcast. And once that show's going to get posted, I'll make sure I uh, share that on the socials. But in the meantime, it's a great little podcast about the uh, history of uh, music and just individual band every week and uh, a few episodes in and it's been a lot of fun. And what's so, that? You search Ear Floss? Ear on, Floss uh, is the on name. On iTunes yep. and, and all, this, all, all the uh, platforms? Yep. Oh yeah, I've been pimping you. I'm going to start pimping you guys out to be guests on other podcasts. If you want to have either Sam appear on your podcast, <laughs> hit me up. I'm their pimp. Heard pimp. <laughs> so anyways. Uh, at gmail.com to get in touch. Alright everybody. <laughs> Till next week. Good night. Maybe sometimes some of us just need a little joy, and maybe we need to hear Cookie Monster say, it's time to go. And maybe we need Cookie Monster to tell us when we get there, applaud that we're happy, and say we need to celebrate with a fucking cookie. Because sometimes we need to celebrate with a fucking cookie. Do you have a cookie? No. No. You son of a bitch. (laughs) 